Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. We are small firm architects and we all want to build a better business so we can be better architects. Well, a better business starts with planning for profit. Download our free course, Profit for Small Firm Architects, at entrearchitect.com slash free course. You're listening to Entree Architect Podcast, episode 143. Welcome back to the Entree Architect Podcast. My name is Mark Arlapage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. Whether you have plans to someday start your own firm whether you're in the process of launching a startup or you might be an experienced small firm architect just trying to make a difference, this podcast is for you. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. Architecture is a tough profession. We work long hours for years with passion and dedication to become architects. We struggle to launch our firms without the education and the firm knowledge of basic fundamentals of business success. We search for the best clients and we serve them to the best of our ability. Yes, architecture is a tough, tough profession and we wouldn't have it any other way. We are small firm architects and we've chosen this life. We're entrepreneur architects which gives us so many freedoms that if, if we were employed by our larger firm, we would never have. But even though we've chosen this path and the life that comes with it, sometimes we question that decision. We question on whether we made the right decision. Sometimes we wonder 
if we would be happier working for someone else? Well, my friends, I'm here to tell you, happiness doesn't come from a paycheck or a great project or great clients or from living the life of an entrepreneur or living the life of a dedicated employee. Happiness, true happiness, is the result of the choices that you make, the person that you choose to be. This week at Entree Architect Podcast, I'm going to do a little bit something different here. I'll share my three steps to find happiness as a small firm architect. This episode of Entree Architect Podcast is sponsored by True Style, the leader in high-end architectural interior doors. Learn more at truestyle.com. And Tanglewood Conservatories, combining the romanticism of the 19th century glass architecture with state-of-the-art technology of today. Learn more at tanglewoodconservatories.com. So for the past few months, I've been wrapping up each episode of this podcast here with three words you may have noticed. Love, learn, share. They've sort of become my mantra. I was listening to a podcast uh, a few months ago and, and they asked, you know, if you were on your deathbed and, and everything that you've created disappeared, if you had nothing left to sort of remind people of who you are and what you've done, and you had the opportunity to write down three things to share with your loved ones or the world at large. And I was thinking about that question while I was walking one morning listening to that podcast. And I thought to myself, love, learn, share. Those are the three things. I believe that's the answer. And I, and I believe that's the answer to whatever question you might have. You know, all those, those big questions about life, about happiness, about success, about fulfillment. Love, learn, share. That's the answer. That's the answer to all these questions that we have in our lives. Love, learn, and share. So I wanna go through what I mean by that, what, what, what that means to me, because I hope it might inspire you to love, learn, and share. When I talk about love, you know, I, love is a pretty deep word, right? It means a lot of things to a lot of people. The kind of love I'm talking about is, is respect. It's about caring. It's about loving, loving one another. Love one another. It's a simple rule. Love one another. Respect one another. Care for one another. Be there for one another. Support one another. And I'm not just talking about your wife or your kids or your friends. I'm talking about everyone. Love everyone. Help your fellow human beings, the people that you, you see on the street corner or in the supermarket who might need help. They drop something or look like they're lost or just need a smile. It's amazing when you smile at somebody what that does. It's a way of loving, showing people that they, that they exist, that they matter. Be patient and kind to everyone. How many ways could you find each day to be more patient, to be more kind? 
I see it every day. I, I, I drive, I walk, I go into stores. People who don't know other people are not patient. They're not kind. Be patient. Be kind to everyone. Support one another. Be more supportive of other people, of strangers, people you don't know. Yes, your friend, your friends and your family, do, do it there too. Because I know sometimes it's easy to, to forget your friends and your family, your wife or your husband or your kids or your mom or your dad or your siblings that, you know, just tweak you the wrong way. Love them. And love the strangers around you. There's a term called road rage, right? When you're in your car and you something, somebody does something, maybe cuts you off or, or forgets to turn on their signal. And you blow up, you just lose your mind. Because it's so easy to do that. There's no repercussion, right? But it does affect someone. It, it affects you. It changes who you are when you don't have patience and you're not kind. And you may blow the horn without any patience or, or you give them a signal that you might not otherwise have given if you were face-to-face with them. And here in the U.S. right now, oh my goodness, politics. I'm not going to get into politics specifically, but here is a place where we need to have more love. Opposing viewpoints does not make one evil from either side. It just means we have different points of view. We have different experiences leading to different ways of viewing the world. It may seem because the two candidates of, of, of uh, presidential politics here in the United States are so opposed on two separate extremes, the people supporting those people look at the others as evil. I'm seeing it on the internet and, and on television, and it's disturbing. We've lived through crises before here in the U.S. and abroad. And here in the U.S., we've, we've been through things like this before. And we've survived as one nation. And it happens when a leader comes and says, okay, we need to come together. Neither candidate is doing that right now. They're dividing. They're not loving. They're, there's no message of love from either of them. And I don't want to get into politics. Don't comment about politics. I just want to present it as, a, as an opportunity to love, to respect one another, to love one another. Love leads to others feeling respected and heard. Love leads to others following your lead. And then they start loving as well, right? When you start showing respect and you start showing support and you start caring for someone, those people follow your lead. They're inspired to do something like that as well. So every day, love. Love your families, love your friends, love the strangers you meet, love your enemies. And you may be surprised by what happens when you start doing that. It's the only control you have. It's the only choice that we have. We either love or we don't. When you choose to love, your world gets better for you and for those around you. So that's what I mean when I say love. 
When I say love, learn, share, it's the first step to becoming happier. So love. Let's take a quick break here to say thank you to two of our platform sponsors here at Entree Architect, True Style Doors and Tanglewood Conservatories. As platform sponsors, these companies have provided funding and support for our overall mission to become an influential force in the profession of architecture. They recognize the need for small firms like you and me to build better businesses in order to be better architects. And both of these companies are run by great people. I've met them. They're passionate about their products and they want to share their knowledge with you. So listen up and connect with them. Say thanks for sponsoring Entree Architect. Then specify their products and by supporting them, you'll be supporting us. TrueStyle is passionate about providing us small firm architects with the inspiration and tools to transform our designs with the most distinctive, authentic, and the most special doors available. With more than 400 made-to-order styles, True Style offers premium MDF doors for painted applications and 20, count them, 20 standard species of wood across all architectural categories from traditional to contemporary and everything in between. Every True Style door is made to order. True Style, driven by design. Visit TrueStyle.com and start designing your doors today. That's True Style, T-R-U-S-T-I-L-E, Com. And my friends at Tanglewood Conservatories, they custom design and they build authentic residential and commercial conservatories, combining the romanticism of the 19th century glass architecture with state-of-the-art technology and master craftsmanship. Whether your designs call for a pool enclosure, a gazebo, a greenhouse, a unique light-filled living space, Tanglewood Conservatories will help you create a custom masterpiece for your clients. These things are beautiful. Check them out at tanglewoodconservatories.com. Just go peek around. Amazing photographs of the things they've built there. Tanglewood Conservatories, anything else, is just a room. For more information, go visit tanglewoodconservatories.com. So the second step is simple. Learn. So that's why you're here, right? That's why you listen to this podcast. You listen to the Entree Architect podcast to learn. I share um, what I know and I share what others know. I invite great guests on. I hope they're great. They're, they're, I find them super interesting. Uh, and they share what they know, right? And, and we're here to learn. That's why we've chosen to be part of this community, learn. It's the second step to finding happiness. When we focus on acquiring a new skill, our mind is expanded, right? We grow. We grow intellectually and emotionally and spiritually. We literally become better. We become better people. We, we become better parents, better siblings, better friends, better architects when we learn. Imagine your life as an architect if you chose to focus and master, and I mean really master, master the business of architecture. How much better would your life be? How much better would your life as an architect be? How much better would your designs be? How much better would your, your career be? How much better would your personal life be if you mastered business as an architect? So the second step is to learn. Learn everything you can. And I, I, I think you should set a goal. Set a goal to learn 
something every day, something small. It doesn't have to be big. It can be small. And at the end of the day, before you go to bed, make it a habit. Write it down. Get a book, a little journal or just a black sketchbook. And every day before you go to bed, what did I learn today? Make it a habit so you're intentional about it. I ask my kids that every night at the dinner table. What did you learn today? So if you're intentional and you learn something every day, every day you become better, right? Everything gets better because every day you'll learn. And set big goals too. What can we learn? What can we, what can we do to, to change our lives? What can we learn on a, on a grand scale that might change our lives, right? When I started this podcast, when I started Entree Architect on, on December 12th, 2012, when I, when I took it from a personal blog and I dedicated it to small firms and I started this podcast, it was a big goal. It was something that was going to change my life and yours. So set big goals too. What, what can we learn that might change our lives? It may be some portion of business or it might be something about design or it might be a new skill like mastering Revit. Something big, something life-changing. Or committing to, to maybe meditation or a specific type of exercise or practice like yoga. That would be a good one. Something I think about often. I may try that. I'm working on the meditation part. I think exercising or maybe yoga might, you know, I'd already exercise, but I think yoga might be good. Set a goal to learn something that might change your life. And then once you've mastered it, share it, right? So what's the point of knowing all this stuff? What's the point of having all this knowledge if you can't share it? Because if the goal really is to be happy, keeping it to yourself is only halfway there, right? So if you love and you take care of everybody, and you respect everybody, and then you go out and you learn everything you know, and you have this great knowledge. Think about all the greatest human beings in the world. Did they just keep it to themselves? Or did they share it? Right? That's the third step in finding happiness, is to share it. This is where the world begins to benefit from your loving and your learning, right? You share what you know. That's what I say at the end of every podcast. Love, learn, share what you know. Share everything. Share all the skills you've learned. Share all those little little things you've learned every day. The next day, share them with somebody else and teach them. Right? Share them with your kids. Share them with your, with your, your peers. And, and share your secrets. Share your secrets to success. When you find something that works, Go share it with other architects. Tell them, this works. Do this. This is why I've become more successful, because of this. Because then they can become successful too, and they can start making more money, and you can start making more money, and we'll all start making more money, and we'll all be more successful, and the profession will thrive. And others will be inspired to share their secrets too when you start sharing yours. This is the final step. This is critical to finding your happiness. You can't just love and learn. It doesn't end there. The critical step, the most critical step is to 
share it. That's where the happiness happens. When I share what I know and I get, I get response from the architecture, you know, the entree architect community that, that I'm changing lives, that people are, are succeeding, that people are having happier lives, more success because of me, that makes me so happy. That's happiness. It's because of the sharing. The more you give of yourself, the more you, you share, the more successful you become. I see it every day. The more I give away, the more I get. Right? It happens. It happens emotionally and spiritually and financially. The more you give away, the more successful you become. The more fulfilled you'll be. The happier you'll be. So that's the answer. Love, learn, share. So this month at Entree Architect, our content will be focused on community. This month of November 2016, if you're listening to this in the future. So what can we do as architects to give back to our communities, to serve our communities. Earlier today, I posted a question over at the Entree Architect Facebook group. It's a private, free community on Facebook, exclusively for you, for the Entree Architect community. If you're not an architect, don't ask to join because you won't get in. You have to be an architect or an architectural student. We just passed 1,000 members, 1,000 members in that group. They're all architects and architectural students. EntreeArchitect.com slash group will take you there. It's a short link to get you to the Facebook group. Just request membership, and I will check to make sure you're an architect, and you're in. A 1,000 members. Every day, people are posting in information in there and questions and getting answers. It's so inspiring. So my question in that group today was, do you serve your local community? And how is that service resulted in your success, directly or indirectly? Do you serve your local community? And I bet you do in some way. I think we all do in some way, either personally or through our firm. How has it resulted in your success? How has giving helped you succeed? Success is not always about dollars. But there's nothing wrong with the reciprocation of sending good stuff out into the world and getting things back, good stuff back. So don't be afraid to get back, to, to, to get from when you give. Don't do that with intention. Because when we, when we give, when we, when we do it with sincerity and authenticity, with love, right? When we give with love, we will benefit too. We will benefit emotionally and spiritually and financially. So go to the Entree Architect group on Facebook, entrearchitect.com slash group, and share your thoughts. Do you serve your local community, either personally or through your firm? And how has that service resulted in your success? 
share what you know over at the Facebook group. Complete show notes and a direct link to download this episode will be found at entrearchitect.com slash episode 143. And don't forget to visit the website to gain access to your digital course, Profit for Small Farm Architects, and learn how to build a powerful profit plan that will work for your firm. Visit entrearchitect.com and click the button right there on the homepage. Hundreds of architects have taken this course already. They're benefiting. They're seeing the results. It's a great place to start building a better business and it's free entrearchitect.com right there on the homepage. Click the button to download your access to profit for small firm architects. My name is Mark Arlapage and I am an entrepreneur architect and I encourage you to build a better business so you can be a better architect. Here it comes. Love, learn, share what you know, spread it. Tell everybody about love, learn, share. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders, Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that, (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my One that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Call.
calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast. It's a community where dreams meet action. There's a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> and so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.